Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. This is Monica Ramirez, and Warrior of Love, and you're in Soul Talk. Today we have a, a different uh, kind of coach that I have encountered. His name is Michael Oviel. I hope I don't butcher his last name. Did I say it right? That's Overly. Overly. I did butcher his last name. That's okay. <laughs> I well, my Spanish is my first language. But well, uh, Michael Oviel, he has he's going to start starting a podcast very soon. And he has been able, able to deeply connect with animals since he was a small child. Now, he's an author and coach's happiness guide. He shares uh, what is possible for others. His mission is to help men create a life of purpose uh, through the teachings of loving their dogs. He's been a lover of dogs. And after a traumatic experience, he... Um, start working with himself and now he's a life coach right or life coach or what kind of coach you are oops okay i see you started talking <laughs> yeah so yeah you can call me a life coach um the the name i came up with i thought was pretty cool i i copied it off of somebody else kind of is a canine partnered energy coach you have to explain me that one michael because it's very interesting <laughs> and you always like pets uh, and oh, because I have dogs and cats, mm. but uh, but what uh, explain me how you came with that name and why? Well, it it makes sense to me, right? Um, so uh, as you as you already mentioned to folks, I've been connected with with animals and nature my whole life, and dogs have been closest to me throughout the all these times and periods of my life when I had these greatest uh, chances for growth myself. And one day I realized that they're actually just masters with energy. They're, they're masters of presence. They do energy healing. And we didn't have a concept of this until actually recently in our history. Um, so I opened to that and now I utilize that. And I work with men and their dogs to help them see some of these things as well. And not everybody's going to turn into a practitioner, but just to be able to utilize some of these skills and realize uh, the lessons that are available to people. Hmm. Sounds interesting. I have understand one thing about my dog and my cats. That's why I mentioned my pets of the unconditional love they have for humans. And you want to learn about unconditional love? My God, our pets are... It can be the more loving animals to you, of course, you're giving that back to them. And sometimes they don't, you know, you can, I have seen people, they treat terrible their animals and they still love them. That's what is unconditional love, no judgment attached, right? Absolutely. And I'm glad you used that word, judgment. People are always so concerned about what everyone else is thinking about them. And what I've come to realize is that most of our judgments come from inside of us. 
we're judging ourselves way more than anybody else out there is. It's it's fantastic. We create these stories about what about what somebody else might be thinking, and usually they're they're too caught up in their own stuff to be worried about what we're doing. It's it's really fantastic the the amount of pressure we put on ourselves. But our animals they don't judge us. You know they, they will go through hell and back and still show up to try and let us know that we're safe and that we're loved. It's just amazing. What do you mean that uh, you have learned from their energy and 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 that and how do you work with men? This is this is why that's why I it caught my attention. Oh, and I thought it was very different because this is uh, unique what you're doing and very special. Well, let's we can step back a little bit and we can equate energy in anything, right? Um, making eye contact with someone. Um, say it's someone that you're attracted to. There's there's something there, right? You both notice it. You feel something. It's an, that's actually an energetic exchange. You know, the, the sensation and feeling of love when you love somebody, what that does to your body. You know, chemicals are released. Other things happen. Well, it takes energy to do all of that. So all of our feelings use energy. Our thoughts are energy. What we do with our dogs are energy. When we can open up to the possibilities of what actually is being received from our dogs to us, you would not believe what's going on. They're doing so much all the time. And our cats, too. Um, I have a friend who specializes in working with horses and goats. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's limitless. So the potential is there. Um, let's say you have a bad day at work. You come home, you close the door, you're, you're, you're just you're mad or whatever, and you sit down and you just start talking to your dog and start petting your dog. What happens? Physiologically, heart rate goes down, blood pressure goes down, respiratory rate decreases, cortisol levels drop. I mean, all these physical, physiological responses happening. Well, that's energy. Now, we also get um, energy from our animals, direct and indirect. So I don't know if you, if you know much about energy work. There's, you know, there's Reiki and healing touch and all, all these different things. Animals are just natural at giving that and sharing their energy with us. It, I mean, it's just amazing. Yes, I am a Reiki master and uh, a chandler. And yes, I work with energy. In many in multidimensional ways, uh, but yes, I I do agree. It's a way to get us out of our mind and start getting us into our heart and emotions when we're getting out of the problem. But how do you work with men, uh, and in that way? Because you mentioned when we when we met that you were uh, working with men and the pets to find love. Mm -hmm. So can you explain me that one more, please? <laughs> Absolutely. So with a lot of men like myself who have had just a horrible time with relationships, you know, romantic relationships, let's say, um, we allow these animals, these beautiful creatures to get closer and they get more access to us than, let's say, our spouse, our girlfriend, maybe even our parents and our friends. Right, we have the ability to be way more vulnerable with this little creature than we can with people of our own species, and that goes back to the unconditional love. 
immediate acceptance, no judgment. I mean, they don't care if, you know, don't have much hair or, you know, got a, got a big belly or what your house looks like, or what kind of car you drive. All of these things that we deem important in our everyday lives just go, it's gone. It's instantly gone when you're with your dog. So there's a, there's a level of access there that the dog already has into the heart of that man. And that's where I start. That's where we begin. And so we task the man with different things to allow that to expand, deepen that bond, but also increase trust in other ways. Okay, I can I can see that, and um, and even if okay, let's say um, I know you even wrote a book about this. Mm-hmm. As you guys to check it out, it's in Amazon. The links are gonna be underneath, so like that you can see his book. And uh, but in the case of the animal, okay, as human beings, we are also. Not only conditioned, we need the interaction with other human beings. Mm -hmm. And that's part of being human. It it will be awesome. I I have met many people that actually live in a mountain far away from people. And uh, and now they're needing to coach because they don't know how to go back Mm -hmm. to to be around other people. And this we can say it also that we saw it in the pandemic when we went into insulation and everybody could not... uh, so other people and now even in the schools i i see it with in the case of my daughter when i talk with many of the parents or many of the teachers the all the kids were in a, a horrible depression and they're now in therapy and so forth every and the majority of human beings after the pandemic of being in insulation mm-hmm. they uh the majority are depressed or many of them they went into suicidal in 2020 in the time of the uh, when the pandemic was more fearless and everybody were in lockdown, I understand that having a pet can bring you at least some contact or some love, but that doesn't bring the interaction that we have with the humans. No, so, no, it's not exactly the same. But for some people, that's that's where they can go. They have so much trouble creating deep relationships with other people, but they can get something from their animals. And what it comes down to even further is their animals are giving something or they think they're giving them something that they can't give themselves. So they, we, you know, we all do this. We look outside ourselves for, for love and validation and acceptance, right? Acknowledgement. So our four-legged fuzzies just immediately do that. We don't have to have a conversation about it. You don't have to you know, have an annual review around it. It's just there. It makes it simple and easy. Now, for some people, that can translate into better human relationships. But it takes some work. Because we have to realize why we need or we think we need all these things from others. Why can't I give this to myself? Why am I able to, you know, get cuddly and cute with my dog, but I can't hold hands with another person or can't make eye contact with somebody. And that comes from childhood uh, trauma. Especially mm-hmm. uh, it's where it started. And, uh, yep. and or looking at attention or comparing yourself or having envy or, or not receiving the love enough that you were needing uh, when you were a kid. And that's, that's where it trans- 
that's what it is the majority of the of the human beings. Of course, there are other factors in there involved, depending on the on the case by case. Mm-hmm. But um, but how you would translate the love from your from your pet to convert to a, a loving relationship? Have you seen have you seen uh, successes stories about that? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The hard part is breaking down the barrier between how we see this animal and how we see another person. Why do I have to define them differently? So in there, you, you already touched on a little bit, there's usually some trauma and there's things that we, we, we can't see. We have blind spots. Um, that's why people are, I love that fact that people are going out and getting coaches for things now. Because it takes somebody else's perspective to look at it from a different angle and say, well, this is what I'm noticing. Or have you thought of this? And people go, oh, yeah, I had no idea. I didn't realize it. So transferring that idea of love and that that feeling of love to another person is not so easy if you can't realize that you're okay. Right? Because then you're still going to be seeking something out there. So it's not a direct transference. It can be an incredible realization that, oh, I'm able to do this in this relationship. Well, hell yeah, I'm capable of doing this in another place. So, it, but if you see yourself stuck or, or you know, negative self-talk, oh, I, I can't do this. I'm horrible at this. I'm terrible at that. Um, I always get dumped. There's no way I can sustain a relationship. Well, then that's where you're going to stay. The sense of trust. Yeah, but we don't trust ourselves. Again, we, we keep looking out there. I want you to trust me. Well, yeah, you don't seem like you trust yourself. Why should I trust you? Yes, we can ask anyone to do something for ourselves that we don't do for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm not saying don't ask for help. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to intimate the opposite. People need to ask for help. We're, we're, we're afraid of being seen less than, even though we already feel that way. You know, I can't do this for myself and I have to go ask for help for it. We think someone's going to judge us for that. Well, to me, that's brave. That's amazing. That's huge. I used to think the other way. Now I realize how amazing it is for someone to ask for help. I had to do it. I finally got to a point where I was like, oh, I don't like who I am, how I'm showing up in the world. I need help figuring this out. So. That's what I did. It's funny. Right now, it comes to the, my memory. One of my sons, and now he's 32, that he got a beautiful dog that uh, that he got it when he was single because he did not. Uh, he was attracting uh, girls with his dog. And that was the way that he go walk with his dog and all the girls. Oh, how beautiful puppy! <laughs> and they came and and actually put attention to him. Now, after he got married and have now two kids, he knew what to do with the dog because the dog was barking and barking and barking and not letting the babies sleep. And that's when I adopted. how <laughs> I have the dog. But that's also at the same time I. Like I see it is, it is horrible to happen to the dog. Now it's like, oh, you are going to another place because I don't need you because you're not, I don't need to attract more women. I don't need to, uh, people have that compassion. So I felt like 
Implug was used for that reason. And it was a horrible way to use anything, a plant, a, a human being, or an animal in those cases. And that's I've seen that happens a lot mm-hmm. in human beings. And that is horrible for the human, or for any being, let's put it like that, to be used. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to feel like they've been used for something. And unfortunately, things happen in life that we don't agree with. Um, I think the dogs have a, have a greater awareness because they don't have all the stories and all the crap behind it. And the dog is probably happy to, you know, to see your son spend time with these girls and finally get a wife. Um, I, you know, I, I can't say that what he did at, at later was was good or bad. That was their relationship. Yes, but what I'm saying it is the dog did not translate for his self-trust of mm-hmm. it, uh, another human being to fall in love with him or in love with him. So I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind. Maybe this is my problem. I'm trying to wrap my mind in how you can help someone trust themselves while they're loving their pets. And uh, I understand we can understand about communication with pets. I am I am a channeler, so I can't talk with my pet telepathically because I am a channeler. I I use telepathy obviously to 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 channel my messages and without any being, not only humans or I'm not even talking about this planet. But but I'm trying to wrap my my thing how it can help uh other humans to get a relationship and trusting themselves while having a pet. It doesn't matter if you have a pet or not. It's about mm-hmm. self-trust yourself. Because I know many human beings that did not have pets or did not like pets. And they're loving persons. Except they don't like pets. And that's okay. See, not, not one thing fits every person. Right. Not everybody's going to get it. Not everybody's going to understand. And that's okay. But for people who have that deep bond, that they already have this ability to trust here. They can trust the animal with their heart, with their feelings, with their emotions. So we build upon that to help them be able to trust themselves and then trust bringing another person into their life. I see here in your bio that you also um, help people to find their their purpose mm-hmm. in life. How do you do that? And that's um, your, your coaching skills, or how do you work with that with other human beings? Yeah, well, it, again, it, I only work with men with dogs, so it comes back to the same thing. Until people can see that they're that they're okay as they are, that they're safe, that they're loved. They just may not ever figure it out. It doesn't mean that they're not successful in some way. So I've worked with guys who realize that, oh my gosh, I'm in the I'm not doing what I was meant to do. You know, very successful, made a lot of money, had a big house, fancy cars, all that, all that stuff, just stuff. But they realize that they weren't doing what they loved. They weren't doing what they wanted to deeply do. And they and changed. And I've worked with guys who found out that they were exactly where they were at, but their perspective changed. They were able to see what they were doing is, oh my gosh, I'm actually, this is what I'm here for. 
this is what I'm meant to do. And they, you know, they didn't have to make any, any grand changes in their life. It was their shift in their perspective and their ability to open to what they were supposed to be doing. Hmm. How do you go to these conclusions? Beside of what I saw in your in your bio, at the death of your brother, it took you to find your life purpose where you are now. It was unfortunate, but um, the majority of the people, I call them different awakenings. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of, uh, we got going any kind of trauma. It can be a car accident, a dead, or like in your case, or it can be divorces or anything can happen, a big accident, something that make you wake up and get to where you are. That's the majority of the cases of the, of the most of human beings that they are now working oh. themselves. So, but what, beside of your brother, what about the conclusions that took you where you are? So the death of my brother was an opportunity, right? So it, uh, it stopped me cold, tore me open. And in that, I was able to realize that I wasn't, I wasn't showing up as I wanted to show up in the world. So that was just a beginning, though. Again, so I, I became voracious. I, I was hungry. I wanted to know how I could be different, how I could be better. And for me, it was what my animals had been showing me all along that I hadn't noticed before. And what I realized with the dog I had at that time was what really created the catalyst for change in my life. So for me, it took this, this event to wake me up. Other people don't need that big event. They're, they're wanting something. They're craving something. They know that they're just not where they're supposed to be. And they're willing to go and do whatever it takes. For some people, they think they're looking for love. They think they're looking for their, their, the love of their life, their partner. And when we get into some work, they realize, oh, I don't have to have that other person to make me whole. I don't have to have that other person. So depending on what they're looking for, they may realize that's not what they're actually looking for. Mm -hmm. That I do understand. I've been four years single after uh, my divorce. And yes, it could, I got to the conclusion that I don't need anyone, that I am very happy from where I am because there's always a controlling part. And that's where I'm going with this. Um, there's always a controlling part that it is from when you're having a partner, you're trying to change the other human being to be who they want to they be. So like that, you can fit in a square. And we all human beings, we tend to do that because mm -hmm. we are tend to try to control and but the animals, we still can control them. We still can tell them what to do. And they still do it. You know, sometimes my dog don't want to go where he's supposed to go, but sometimes, <laughs> but the times we try to, uh, it is they're controllable in a way. Human beings were not that controlled. So, how you translate that to a human interaction? Because it is different that unconditional love from finding the love of your life after having a pet, because it is not comparable. One you can control and the other one you can't. Well, some of that I agree with. So 
Um, but let's take the dog I have now. Her name is Indigo. She's a Belgian Shepherd. And I came to a conclusion, <clears throat> excuse me, she's got a lot of behavioral issues um, coming from foster care, being bounced around multiple shelters, and the fact that she's basically um, a police dog. She's driven and smart and athletic and um, and stubborn. So I don't necessarily want to just control her, but I wanted to give her an environment where she could be herself. So this acceptance by me of this animal and not wanting to control her translate directly into a relationship. So I agree. We we try and control the other, our partner, so much. And usually it comes from the fact that we don't think that we're enough. So we want something else to fit into our model to make us feel comfortable. When you get to a place where you don't have to have that other person because you know you're enough, then you've made space for that other person to accept them as they are. I'm not saying 100%, but if you can accept this and look then and know that you're okay and safe and loved and enough then you can take that and directly transfer it into a human relationship are this is uh in a way you're trying to to heal the trauma that it was caused in childhood mm -hmm. to the present from the parents the majority of the times uh, that's where it was originated not here being love or not having attention or not being seen or or you know being protected and so on so so that's what you're trying to to put whatever you were needing as a child to obtain it that as an adult with your pet huh that is very interesting mm -hmm. that is that is very interesting i never thought of that <laughs> yeah well, most of us don't. We we have our own experiences with these animals growing up, and we just leave it there. We don't look further. We don't try and investigate. Oh, I wonder why my dog is actually behaving this way. So a number of the guys that I work with have dogs with behavioral problems. Like they've been to multiple trainers, and they can't get X, Y, or Z figured out. And I work with them on their energy and then say, okay, now let's try that again. Because dogs can read our energy from a long ways off, right? We're the ones who are not adepts at energy. Animals are. So we work with the guy's energy, and then we try something again. Oh, well, isn't that fascinating? Hmm. Yeah, I can't, now I can see it, finally. Sorry for so many questions in that way, but I was trying to understand it until now I had my aha moment. Yeah, no, no, it's great. And again, this this is relatively new as far as something that's actually in our awareness. So um, I get into some pretty interesting conversations. And so, again, some people get it, some people don't, and that's okay. I don't, I'm, I'm not out to convince everybody. I'm just out to help people who it resonates with. Yes. Of course, and that's all of the coaches. It doesn't matter what kind of coach you are. We're not going to resonate with everybody. Yeah. 
that is that is normal and that is fine. But yes, and now I can understand. Okay, uh, and how do you work? Are you a Reiki master or, or are you practice Reiki? Well, I, I'm not. I w- I'm not a Reiki master. Um, I did train under two different um, Reiki masters, and I've also trained in pranic healing and uh, reconnective healing, Kinslow method. I mean, uh, you guys don't need a whole list. What I came up with one day, I was doing a distance session for a Reiki master, and I started doing this other thing. I was doing no symbols, and I just opened up this portal. I don't know what to call it. And I was able to help her access the energy of her at five years old, riding bareback on a horse with her hair, her arms flung wide and hair flowing in the wind. And it was this pure bliss. It wasn't mine. It was hers. But we were able to help her access that. And so now I I help people as a conduit, I would say, to access energy that they already have, but they just, they're closed off to it. Then you're accessing the Akashic records. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, I, I, I understand that. When we are accessing to that levels of energy and multidimensionality, it is easier to, to actually help people on many levels. I don't like the word healer. Because that is saying to someone that they're powerless and I'm more powerful, so they be healed you because you can do it by yourself. So that's why I like more the word coaching or coach. So like that, uh, we we're helping someone instead of instead of saying, "Oh, here is the magic wand." Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's actually it's a wonderful distinction. Um, and when I talk to people just about the energy work, I say, "Well, I can't just go like this and." And then zap, you're fixed. That's not how it works. Um, that's just the phraseology we've had around for some time. But that, that's why I call myself an energy coach mm-hmm. up front, because I help I coach people on how to run their energy. Hmm. So that, that is interesting. As a conduct, then you can channel in a way, mm-hmm. right? Okay, oh, yeah. you channel beside of the energy of animals, you can channel other beings? Um, mostly nature. Okay. Mostly, I, I, can see, I can see how energy flows through the ground, through a tree. Um, there's, it's like a, it's almost like a dense mist or a fog that I'm aware of at times. I mean, we're, we're always in it, but we just, we just don't, you know, we can't see it. Yes, uh, and we're, if we're talking in general, yes, not everybody can see it. Yeah. Uh, but there, right now, there are more people waking up, more mm-hmm. people themselves, and there's magical gifts that are waking up for many human beings that we, many of us, we can do it, or hear it, or listen it, or see it, or sense it, or just knowing it. And those are the wonderful gifts that we all human beings we have. We're all and, capable of it, but most of us are just shut off from it. Yes, because that was part of the program, not believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Not believing more that we go into grades of believing in ourselves. That's when we can do it. And that is why it is important what you're doing. Because you're helping people to start believing in themselves. 
And right now, your, your tool, how I see it, is your tool is pets. So they can get in touch with their heart chakra that probably is close. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So think, think, you close your eyes and think of standing in a huge, in front of a gigantic door. And you, you, you don't have, you see the lock, you don't have a key for it. Now, for some of us, all you got to do is look down right there at your dog. And for some people, that's the key. That's the key to access their heart space. That's what's behind the door. You know, we, we overthink it. We overthink so much. It's, it's all energy. It's all love. That's where, we, that's where we need to go. How do you announce yourself? Unless, um, in, with the coaches or to get your clients or with, uh, with the pets that are having problems to train your pets? Where do you promote yourself? Uh, well, sometimes I just go to the dog park. And I won't go in the dog park, but I'll be walking. I'll be working with her, training her outside, and just strike up a conversation. So I also have, it's not on Meetup, it's on a different platform where I set up, um, not every week, but uh, on Sundays typically, that I'll set up something just for guys guys to bring their dogs out and we'll just walk and talk. Why only guys? Because we're afraid to ask for help. Uh, I know women that are afraid. It is... The majority of the ones that are more afraid to ask for help are men. I agree. Yeah. But I mean, our suicide rate is like four to one compared to women. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot more that needs to be worked on and healed um, in men. And we're, we're deathly afraid of being seen as vulnerable in any form. You know, we think we have to be able to do everything ourselves and we have to be the provider and we have to be strong and we can't let ourselves feel and we sure as heck don't know how to express ourselves. So we keep, we bottle up so much. The only thing we're allowed to show is anger. You know, it's, it's absolutely wild. Anger is okay. Hey, let's go see this movie where these guys are killing each other and cutting their heads off and blowing things up. That's okay. How is that okay? So yeah, the men need a lot of help. The women aren't making those movies. The men are making those movies. Yes, I I do agree. There's a lot of anger. And just after the 2020 the pandemic, actually, the, the rates of domestic violence and suicides went up. And uh, unfortunately, people in lockdown, they could not escape their husbands or their wives or the situation where the works. Many people quit their jobs because of that. <laughs> they realized they didn't want to be doing it. What have they been doing for mm-hmm. both genders? But yes, I do agree. There are many, uh, there are more females working with themselves than males because there's a old program that we all have that if you observe it, you can change it, of course, that, um, that men cannot express their emotions. And that when they even talk to each other, it's like, what do you think? While females, we do, what do you feel? And this, uh, how do you translate that for a pet when, when you're coaching? Oh, God, that's easy. So we can go back to the example of, you know, 
paint a scenario for a guy having just the crappiest day at work. And then I'll say, well, walk me through. Well, what, what do you do when you get home? Right. You get your dog's home waiting for you. Tell me you turn that key, you open that door. Let's go from there. Tell me what you tell me what goes on. And so they change and they're just, oh, yeah, he's there and he's jumping up and down. And he's excited to see me. I mean, their their energy shifts and instantly and I say, OK, well, stop, stop, stop right there. Why can't we do this feeling more often? Why can't we hold this sensation, this energy more often? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's fascinating. So, and then we go on, you go walk through the routine, how, how to go. So this level of care for the animal, we can translate each piece of that to, well, you do that. Why don't you do that for yourself? Well, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. So that love, that energy, that bond, that acceptance is translatable and relatable in so many ways. But most people don't realize it. Yes. I I do agree that there are many people that are not aware of what is going on outside themselves or even inside themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, do you work in other levels with people or does uh, energetically with them? Do you do Reiki to them or do you do another of the techniques that you have learned with them? Yeah, well, it depends how far they want to go with that. Some people are okay with, because I, I blend it in anyway, right? I, I open myself up. My like, okay, let's, let's slow this out. Let's get them opened up. Um, I don't, you know, directly push energy on them, but I open, I open up this area of the field. Some people want to go further because they, they can, they really get it. They, they're like, whoa, what is that? Right? They're, they're feeling something in their body. They, they get chills and they're, they're feeling something moving. So I actually teach a form of energy movement. It's based on Qigong and other martial arts that I studied. And um, I'm mixing some Native American dance and animal mimicry, those kinds of things. But I teach that for people if they want to go even further. And we, you know, that's included with coaching too. And it's nothing in my experience um, can bring you present so quickly. It's just amazing. Now do you work with pets that are difficult, that they are stubborn and poop whatever they want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I'm 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 not an animal trainer. I'm a human trainer. And mo actually most dog trainers will tell you the same thing. We don't really need to train the dog. We need to train the human to train the dog. Right? So I don't necessarily work, you know, oh well, if they're pulling on the leash when you're doing this, then do this one thing. Again, for me, it's energetic. It's confidence. It's presence. It's, you know, understanding that relationship. Sometimes your dog is having to step in because you're not. So they're taking charge because you won't. Does that make sense? Yes, I can so see that. They're doing, they're doing what they think they need to do for you because you're not able to do it at that time. So, and that's not every animal, right? That's not every single thing. Again, we, we think of things as being cookie cutter. Oh, well, then every dog does this. No, that's not how it works. So it's it's based on that relationship and how everybody's responding. But also, I can't see pets, how they can get jealous with other pets. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah. yes, they still have personalities. They're, that's another thing. People treat their animals like they're autonomous robots. They're not. They're living sentient beings. They have feelings. Right? And when I change, everything around me changes. It has to. That's just the nature of it. So some do well with that, and some don't do well with that. Yes, and it's you can change actually your outside unless you change your inside first. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that brings up another point. People they they want change, right? They they want something better for themselves, or you know, they want to be more more successful, more attractive, more loving, whatever that is. But there's always something that comes with that. So. All the people in our lives expect us to show up a certain way. And when we change, well, now we show up differently. And so each one of those relationships can change a little bit as well. Because we change the paradigm. We change the rules, right? Yeah. We have, I have let go of many friends and many people from my life. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. And, but the pet will still be there. That's for sure. It doesn't matter if you change or not because there's no judgment attached from the old youth to the new youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're not tell, spinning stories in their head about, well, oh, Johnny used to be this way. <laughs> they're just, hey, Johnny's home. You know, <laughs> doesn't matter what you did yesterday. Yeah. That is true. Like when you work in groups or you work uh, one-on-one? Just one-on-one, just one-on-one. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with a retreat model of up to four guys with their dogs. Um, the dynamics can be a little challenging, I think, depending on animal behavior. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at something like that. Okay. And if they don't have pets, you would not work with them? Nope. nope. I have so many things that I have you and your dog do, you know, from, from walks to meditations to whatever it is. Um, it's important. It, this, you can't just sit down and, and, and journal about this. The way that, that I work, it's, um, it's very active. Okay. Okay, that sounds very interesting. Hmm. Do you have something else that you would like to add? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I feel lucky, but I'm I'm not perfect. I'm not always perfectly happy. This is a journey that continues. So people, I think people don't understand that it's an ongoing process. They they think that there's there's all these a destination and you and you get there and that's it. That's all you got to do. So I just want people to know that it's a it's a continual process, but it's worth it. It's beautiful. And every time you, you make a little change, a little shift, and again, these don't have to be massive changes. These little shifts create such incredible awarenesses of what else is possible. So, and, and it's not linear. It's not like here to here. It's, you know, it can be like this. <laughs> so give yourself a break. Be gentle with yourself and realize that you are enough. You are worthy of love. That is true. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. And if this um, episode actually help you, or you think in someone that it can help, 
please share it and click like. I will appreciate that very much. And uh, I will see you in the next one. Thank you, Michael. And thank you for being in Soul Talk. This is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramirezwarrioroflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.